Welcome to today's show of Harmony Beats Balance. I am Dana Mahina here to serve you with fabulous producer Sonia Pazmandi Lee. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to be back. In Hawaiian, we say e como mai, which is welcome. <laughs> so you have three names. We don't always use them. It's kind of fun. Tell us about your middle name. Do you have one? So yeah, that's right. I have three names now, but I don't have a middle name in the traditional sense in that I wasn't named with a middle name. Instead, when I got married, I made my maiden name my middle name, which is uncommon here. But in Hungary, there's kind of a tradition where when you get married, you take on your husband's last name, but you keep your maiden name as kind of like your middle name. So a way for me to keep and honor my Hungarian roots. Nice. And as Shakespeare says, what's in a name? Apparently a lot. <laughs> and so for the Hungarian listeners today, Sonia would like to say... Sziasztok! Ez a Harmony Beats Balance podcast. Én Sonia vagyok. Remélem, hogy élvezni fogjátok a mai műsorunkat. Okay, and for us non-Hungarian speakers, what does that mean? So that means, hi everyone. This is the Harmony Beats Balance podcast. My name is Sonia, and I hope you enjoy our show today. <laughs> and on that note, we need to clearly talk about vacation. What a weird Dear Dana Mahina episode. Why are we talking about vacation? Because we will be on a much-needed vacation when this episode goes live. We desperately need it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I'm very excited to talk about vacation and to take vacation. So before we launch into our own version of Dear Dana Mahina and how to take vacation gracefully and fully, for those of you struggling to actually allow yourselves to take vacation, Sonia, the question of the hour that we want the listeners to answer for themselves, so as usual, you get in the hot seat, do you work to live live to work or something else? So I definitely work to live. I mean, up to a certain point, it's obviously kind of a hybrid. I couldn't do a job that I absolutely hated just because it provided me a lifestyle that I preferred or that I liked. I have to like my job. I have to like what I'm doing on a daily basis in order to feel fulfilled and happy in my life so it's not enough for me to just work to earn so that I can live my life. But work is not my only priority. It is not the only thing I want to be doing. It's not even really necessarily my main priority. No offense, Dana. <laughs> but I mean, it is much more of a combination, but I am I'm very much a work to live type of a person. Well, isn't that the right way to enter today's discussion around how do we get ourselves vacation ready and then during vacation actually take vacation it's not work workcation or work vacation the way it used to be for most of us and coming out of covid so many people are still really struggling to just shut down turn off tune out so how are you going to turn off and tune out and take vacation i know Tell the listeners. So I do something that's probably a little uncommon for a lot of assistants. And that is I turn my email off. I take it off of my phone. I don't get the notifications. I don't check it. None of that. Um, definitely 
something I only started doing probably in the last couple of years. Definitely wasn't like that when I started my career. But I found that doing that is just a really a sanity. It allows me to actually detach from work and recharge and not feel the need to check in on the email just to see what's going on. Because the minute I check in to see what's going on, I'm going to answer emails. Like I can't just read. The other thing that I stop doing when I go on a shorter vacation, not like a month or something like that, more than a week, is I don't put my phone number into my out-of-office email. And I stopped doing this because, you know, it's, you know, I think everybody does this where it's like, if it's an emergency or if it's urgent, you can text me. But it wasn't always, you know, something that's urgent for someone else isn't necessarily urgent for me. And I got a lot of these texts that made me feel like, well, I need to go sit down at the computer and take care of this. And so I wasn't really able to just completely detach from work. And the people who really need to reach me, if it is actually urgent, you uh, our social media uh, and content manager, Sabrina, like you two are really the people that really need to reach me on anything urgent. And you both have my cell phone number. You can absolutely reach me anytime. Everybody else can wait. <laughs> so we're doing this backward today and we want our listeners to understand that that's the during vacation protocol. And she's right. And of course, adjust that up or down for yourselves. If you really, really just cannot get yourself there, have some checkpoints. I tell my coaching clients this all the time. And actually, it's interesting. I have a neighbor here on the island of Kauai, and she's a nurse. She's been a nurse a long time, 30 years. And she and I were talking about it. And for her, you know, a lot of times she's on call. So even if she's on vacation and on call, that's not an option. However, for the rest of the time, she just definitely turns off, tunes out, shuts down unless she's on call. For some of you, it might feel like I have to check email once a day. I just don't have it in me to not look. Okay. You do you. I want you to just really honor that. Give yourself maybe 30 minutes or an hour and not an ounce more because otherwise you're not on vacation. You're on workcation. And it's not really the recharging, unplugging, restorative thing that most of us need when we get depleted. And we'd like you to take vacation before you're fully depleted, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's all about recognizing those warning signs when, you know, you're starting to feel depleted and you're starting to feel exhausted and you're starting to just kind of be annoyed and kind of hate everything. I think those are the warning bells of you. Yeah, it's probably a good idea that you go take a vacation soon, because if you don't, you are going to reach the burnout point. You are going to reach that total depletion point. And that's a lot harder to recover from than the beginnings of it or recognizing that your body needs a break and taking it before it before it's exhausted. So you had actually sounded the warning bell two or three weeks ago with me that it's coming. You can see the train coming. It's coming around the bend like a Johnny Cash song. And if you don't know that song, it's such a good song. Wait, what's it called? Maybe it's Jackson. It's so good. My Johnny Cash fans who are listening to today's show, DM us. What the heck is that song? 
I think it's Jackson. Anywho, so what we want to do is warn ourselves early, leading indicator, early warning system. Don't wait till you're in it. So Sonia, a couple weeks ago said, hey, it's coming. I'm going to be out. And she said, oh, I looked at your calendar. I suggest you do the same. And it's a rare moment for her to tell me I need it. So it was very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. I needed it. Nui very much. So the next thing Sonia did, just to unpack further for you all, the before the vacation, she's explained the during vacation. There's a before and there's an after in this three-part series. So the before is scheduling, organizing. In your case, there's some upfront work that you pull up and do early so you can have peace of mind during vacation. Isn't that true? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if I know I'm going on vacation, I also know that there are things that are going to bother me so much if I don't get them done before I go. And those things as much as I can, I try to pull up and I try to prioritize and try to make sure I get done before I go on vacation so that I'm not stressing about it. It's not a black cloud over my head of, oh, I really needed to do that. It's going to be you know, such a pain when I go back. So instead of doing that, <laughs> I pull up what I can and I kind of reprioritize with that in mind. So some things that maybe aren't as urgent get pushed a little lower on the to-do list, things that are further out and things that are bigger projects, organizational stuff, making sure your schedule's taken care of, those kinds of things. I try to make sure I have I get done before I go on vacation. So it's called future proofing. There's an actual term for it. And I love that term because it is exactly what it sounds like. I am making sure I'm protecting my time, getting ahead of it because I know it's coming. I know the depletion's coming. I know the burnout's coming. I know the exhaustion's coming. Ooh, freeze. Now what am I going to do? So there's this preparatory in advance. I'm ahead of it. Oh, I'm decompressing already. I'm not even on vacation. And ooh, it's time for vacation. And I can enter it fully and presently without all that worry and guilt because all that stuff doesn't serve me or anyone in my family or my client or my community or whomever you're serving, because we all have many masters. And then, dear Sonia, there's the after. So tell us about the after. What happens? What's a day in the life when you come back? So a day in the life when I come back, I mean, I think for everyone is almost always overwhelming. No matter how well you prep, when you look at that inbox and you see all the unread email and you just go, how, how can you send so many emails and, you know, whatever time it was that I last looked at this inbox, I don't understand. Do people have nothing better to do but send emails to me? And then deep breath. And then I take on the emails one at a time. Some, I know some people like to go oldest to newest. I just go down the list. And... I also try and make sure that I don't put anything important that's due on the day or the day after I get back, because those first two days aren't about getting things done necessarily. You're getting things done, but it's more like, okay, I've been gone. I now need to reset, digest what's been going on while I was gone 
and then make a priority plan for moving forward. That's what those, that's especially the first day. And then your second day is kind of the start of the execution. So anything big that's due, I either try to pull up or if I can't pull it up, I ask like, is it possible to push out like, you know, let's say it's due Tuesday, the Tuesday I get back. I'll ask like, is it possible to push out to Thursday or Friday that week so that I actually have time to do a good job and not just scramble to get it done in addition to trying to digest all the emails? So that day one is called a speed bump. So it's a built-in method of ensuring that day is not the, oh, crap, now I need a vacation from my vacation. All that good stuff is now gone and I'm exhausted already. So many of you complain and whine and bitch and moan that I need a vacation for my vacation. Stop that. Stop that whining. You're grownups if you're listening to this show or you want to be a grownup. So take charge and build in a speed bump. What is one more day in the scheme of life? I also think we don't do this enough, but it's fine to tell people that, hey, I just got back and I see your email. I'm working through a mountain of them right now. I'll get back to you within the next 48 hours. Like, let them know that you acknowledge that they're communicating with you, but also give them reasonable expectations on when they can expect a response back. Those things will help you ramp up to get back into the flow of things instead of coming back and then sprinting immediately the day you get back. Because then, I mean, what, what was the point of the vacation? Hallelujah, praise the people. That's called setting up expectations. <laughs> if you communicate with clarity, people will know where you're coming from. And most of the time, unless they're total a-holes and then just get away from them, they will understand. It's when you don't speak up for yourself, you don't set those clear rules of working together, and you don't make your boundaries known that people will take advantage. We're human. We can't help ourselves, especially Americans. I realize we have audience outside of you know, America, and that's good because Americans are traditionally wired to become workaholics. Many, 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 if not most. So they aren't good at what we're talking about. So for, for example, where you come from and, and, you know, European culture, I remember when I had teams in other parts of the world, they were so beautifully um, planned in terms of the summer six weeks off. And there were a bunch of banking holidays at first, frankly, it ignored, it just, I was annoyed. It really annoyed me because I thought, does anybody work? And I became that serial stereotypical American with this ridiculous attitude of why don't they work like me? And then I took a step back. I took a big step back. And what I realized was they were way more integrated than I was. That was really my first glimpse, by the way, interestingly, I was 32. I'm now 54. You all know that. I don't care. You can know. And at 32, with my first baby, I realized, whoa, my, my European counterparts really have it figured out. They had longer maternity leaves. They had better work-life integration. 
uh, even the ways they were partnering in community to help with kids and family and even uh, the elderly. And as people were aging, they were taking care of each other. And there are such good examples of this. We're going to put in the show notes today, if you're listening on podcast and not on radio, we're going to put in the show notes, this incredible documentary. It's been about a decade since I watched it. It's timeless. It's called Happy. And they went around the world and they measured and they actually interviewed and then they showed the life, the real life of people around the world. And certain countries, I won't tell you which, because I want you to really watch this documentary. Certain countries were way more joyful and way more healthy and way more um, able to sustain life despite circumstances. Some of these were impoverished countries, however, healthier than other parts of the world. And they show you how they do it. And it's not because they work to live at all. And so I want you to take a pause now, and I want you to really dig deep into yourself for a moment and really imagine a pre, a during, and a post vacation where, like what Sonia and I are about to do, you can get ahead of it, then you can be fully immersed in it, and you can gently come back without hitting it so hard from like, zero to 60. So it's like zero to what? 10, 20 miles per hour. Well, I think the, the point is, yeah, is to, to, to ramp up slowly. So you don't go, you know, zero and then immediately 60. No, I don't, it might not be 10, 20, but the idea is that you go up at a pace that doesn't make you feel like you're immediately need to get to breakneck speed. Instead, it's slowly moving up, working through things systematically, figuring out your priorities, and then tackling them, not just getting through it just to get through it, and then your priorities are all screwed up, and you kind of don't even know what you did because you were just trying to get through it as quickly as possible so that your inbox would read zero. That's not really the idea. I think it's more setting that priority list really figuring out what you need to do and then having a plan of action on how you're going to tackle that priority list. This is setting yourself up for success. There's no doubt. And I love what you said about either pull it forward or push it back. And there's no harm or foul in either. It's whatever works for you and whomever it is you're doing work with and for. Now, before we have to wrap today's show, we've done a really good job of explaining how to get ahead of vacation, how to be fully immersed in your vacation, how to come back from it with a ramp. I love that ramp word. We talked a lot about work. We kind of skipped some facets. So when it comes to vacation, we're going to play a quick round of fact versus fiction. We played this year one of the podcast and it was really fun. And as always, Sony has no idea I'm going to do this and we're about to play. It's always a roller coaster on this show. After down comes up. So here, here, we, here we go. Fact versus fiction. If it's a fact, you're going to say fact. If it's fiction or bullshit, you're going to say fiction. And then we'll tie it all up with a bow and we'll let people get into planning their vacation because clearly they're all inspired. They're going to go take vacation. Especially if you have vacation and you are working and you have all those banked hours that you've never taken. 
Please take your vacation. Use it or lose it. Okay, here we go. Fact versus fiction. When I decide to take vacation, sometimes it's only with myself and that's no one else's business. Fact. Go, Sonia, go. Now, when I'm on vacation, my favorite thing to do is in a facet that I don't get enough time in normally called well-being. Fact. When I return from vacation, it's important to pull the well-being into my daily practice. Super fact. Yes. And we're going to hold her accountable to that, aren't we, listeners? Because harmony beats balance every time. When I'm on vacation, it's okay to completely unplug from the world. Very much fact. When I come back from vacation, it is in everyone's best interest in my household, including pets, for me to ramp back in slowly. Fact. When I am two weeks post-vacation and the vacation bliss has started to wear off just slightly, that's the time to plan my next vacation. Ultra fact. Oh, ho! we did it. You did it. I had a hard time finding fiction, but you're very well trained in the Dana Mahina tools and methods. So for our listeners, if you're struggling with when, how, where, why, with whom, and what to do about vacation, we want you to reach out to us at Dana Mahina. And Sonia, what else do we want them to do in order to get the most out of vacation before, during, and after? Of course, we want them to follow us on Instagram at Dana.Mahina, on Twitter and LinkedIn at Dana Mahina. And if you'd like, we would appreciate you rating our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Just let us know what you think. And you can hold us accountable and we'll hold you accountable too. So in the spirit of aloha, wrap the ribbon around it. We want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. And until the next time, Sonia, do you know what we say? Uh, hooey ho. A hooey ho. And there you go. (laughs) 